0: Do you have a personal favorite moment of the year so far? Uh, San Jose. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. I think mine, honestly, was um, seeing your face when uh, Edgar Davids blocked you from the ice cream machine.
1: <laughs>
0: that was my favorite moment of the season.
2: Today looking for Garza, back side for the first goal in Atlanta United history from Yamil Assad. Take a look at history.
1: Hi y'all and welcome to the only, the, the, the only single Atlanta United podcast in existence. The only one. You found it right here. Right here. Don't go looking elsewhere. Stop. Don't change that dial. Right here. Look. You found it. Right here. At Five Stripe Final. Sponsored by Dirty Sauce Soccer. I'm J Sam Jones from Dirty Sauce Soccer. Joe Patrick from Dirty Sauce Soccer is right over there. Right next to me. Say hey Joe.
0: I had somebody uh, mention at me on Twitter. I guess that's that how the kids say it nowadays. At, at me. Notes, right? um, yeah. uh, somebody added me this morning asking where Five Stripe Final's been because we haven't been around for for a little bit. And he said, when are you podcasting again? And I said, how dare you? It's, and it's an H dad, first of all. And second of all, there's one coming this week and we're doing it right now. So
1: yeah, in your face, whoever that was, was it Josh Jackson? I don't know who it was. Uh, I don't even remember the name in your face. We're doing it right now. And on top of that, we brought in yet another special guest, Joe Patrick, our friend, our, our colleague, our, our mentor, our, our boss, our idol, our hero, our, our man in black. Rob Usry, from Drury South Soccer, the founder of Drury South Soccer, is way over there in Augusta. Say hey, Rob.
2: Wait, when did we get a podcast? Oh, God damn it!
1: Good start. <laughs> Good start. Uh, okay, fine. H dad, whatever. I don't care. I'm done with the branding. I'm killing my brands. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. Um. Anyway, Rob's hey, with this. W-
0: by the way, the account that mentioned that was let's go at Let's Go Ducks ninety six. So there, there you go.
1: Oregon fans,
2: what do they know? Nothing, absolutely nothing. Its
0: avatar is, in, is a picture of Darth Vader.
1: And
2: in- hopefully, he's a Mighty Ducks fan from Emilio Estevez, and not an actual sports team, because that would be lame.
1: Soccer <laughs> by animate me, Adam Banks. Uh, <laughs> God, there's there's so so much to talk about, so much to to talk about. In question mark. God, maybe this is why we haven't done a Hdad in a while, just because like. I don't know. We're in the we're in the dregs of this final part of the season, and it feels like we should be more excited for the Supporters Shield. Uh, but I'm running out of steam. I don't know if it's the international break or what, man. But I'm just kind of ready to get into playoffs and, and be done with it.
0: it. It feels weird for me because I've missed the game before the international break, which was a home game, um, and I think it had been like a long time before that since I'd been to another home game. Yeah, uh, I want right. to say so. It feels really weird for me. I feel like the season has come to like some, this major stall. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. It's like, I think what it'll kind of ramp up once we uh, win supporter shield and, um you know, the playoffs start and, and that'll kind of get the juices flowing in and just having a home game this weekend. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way.
2: I'm too busy questioning my existence as a national team fan right now to worry about Atlanta United. So once <laughs> once Friday gets here, I'll start to get excited. I think.
1: Where are you with that? Where where have you kind of fallen on your uh, existence with it? Are you are you ready to to cast off the the heavy cloak of being a national team fan and join me over here on my comfortable island where I don't even have to worry about what upcoming 20, 30 year old fullback they're gonna play in five years?
2: It's a slog, man, right now. It's like watching Stoke City play Bournemouth in the Premier League like last year or something. It's it's a slog. It must- First. Well, the,
0: the the Twitter arguments around the U.S. men's national team are like the the Twitter debates are over the most minuscule uh, aspects of the team, and they and it's really really in the dregs of it. So, uh, watching the team is one thing. If you can just watch it and stay away from stay away from Twitter, I, I applaud you. Um, I I kind of I kind of wish I was you, but I I get sucked into that terrible terrible website.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, Twitter's my job, and I have to do it during every game, so it's kind of hard for me.
1: <laughs> I feel the same way.
0: Sometimes I like to troll Rob. Uh, it's like my one time I can let lo- let loose as a fan just troll Stars and Stripes FC, so mm-hmm. I like to do that. It's one of my hobbies.
1: Oh, that's nice. i, I got to ask about the trolling for for Stars and Stripes, because when, at- when I start doing goofy stuff at the Dirty South Soccer Twitter, and I'm sure you've seen it, because you also run the Dirty South Soccer Twitter, uh, but like, if we start going after people, they're very like, you guys fought in the civil war on the wrong side and all that kind of stuff. And they're like very aggressive with like historical kind of burns, I guess is what they come after us for. What do, do you have like people from other countries being like (laughs) you bunch of fascist Americans or something like that? in your mentions.
2: Well, I would say trolling was a lot more fun uh, before last October. It's kind of hard now. Um, (laughs) Back then. Yeah. We got a lot of that. Americans are fat. know nothing about soccer. The usual, you know, the, but everything you see on the menu of hating Americans in soccer is basically what you'd see.
1: Incredible. Incredible. Huh? Yeah. Well, prayers for you trying to, to work through all that. Like I said, I, I'm enjoying not having to worry about it too much. Uh, but let, let's get back to Elaine United and kind of talk about what we should be worrying about. Um, should we be worrying about Supporter Shield at all, y'all? Like, does it really matter? It's really like I want a trophy, but like, does it really matter? Like,
0: it does, and everyone wants to. You know, everyone wants to win. This say, says they want to win the Border Shield, but then I, I feel like after Atlanta United wins it, um, people will totally downplay it. It'll just kind of be like a eh, whatever, you know. But it definitely seems like when we've talked, when I've talked to the players. And the coach like that's what they talk about they talk about supporter shield that's kind of the goal and i of course you know being like you know smart soccer career people you know they they put priorities you know first chronologically so the first the first goal they can accomplish is the supporter shield they can't you know win mls cup before that so they're not going to focus on that of course but you know i don't know i'm kind of torn on it sometimes i i basically just want it so that it's not something other fans can hold over atlanta's united's head you know as as like oh you haven't won a trophy because you know i am a tottenham fan here and i i'm I'm quite (laughs) used to that um so i think that's kind of the main reason i want it is just for like as a weapon in the tool belt um on twitter
1: here's my thing like say we win supporter shield and then you know get beat by dc in the first round you know there's gonna be riots. People are gonna lose their dang mind, and that's why it's kind of for me. It's kind of like, oh, well, this is just another thing. You know, I'm I'm not sure. Like I said, I want it, and like you said, it's a great thing to kind of hold over people and be like, hey, we have at least one more trophy than Orlando or, or something like that. But even still, I, I know how this is gonna have, go down if we flunk out of the playoffs to a team that's not Red Bulls, maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, in that situation, I think that that's that might even be worse for us to win supporter shield and then just go out and to DC or something. Something that might be uh, even worse for the Twitter Twitter wars, with a Z.
1: I don't need more bad Atlanta United Twitter in my life. There's enough of it. There's too much actually, and everyone responds to you with the same three damn gifts every single time. It's either. It's either that weird, like, girl, little, like, little girl with the weird, like, expression on her face. Looking at <laughs> yeah. her. Actually, I think that's the only
0: looking one. Up, yeah, looking at the corners of her eyes, like, kind
1: of looking sideways. Exactly. Anytime you don't say anything you're like, oh, my God, at Lady United, it's the greatest soccer club of all time. Um, <laughs> you, you get the little girl looking at you weird. Um, and I don't need that to be exacerbated by us flunking out the playoffs early. Lord. We'll
0: get a lot of twenty-eight threes. Got a oh,
1: lot of those. Gosh, <laughs> life is so hard, man. Life is so hard. This
0: age dad is off to a uh, just a just a ripping start here. Hey. Um, I uh, was I going to say about it. I forgot. <laughs> when, I do when, like. Uh, here's what I here's what I don't like. I really don't like the people who are are very like hipster and say they like they want supporter shield more than
2: MLS Cup. That makes no sense. All right, all right. Hear me out here, though. What yeah. if, what if, what if you already have wrapped your mind around the fact that we're going to get humiliated in the playoffs and want to focus on something we can actually win? What, what about that argument?
0: Mm. The uh, was that like a, a fatalist?
2: <laughs> I mean, you know me, and I've already, I've already written the eulogy. I have it pre-written in our editor. I've Wayne Rooney hat trick, Atlanta United. I already have it in the editor.
1: You so deal, of course, with all. Three I'm all
2: of course, of course. I'm all in on the supporter shield. I have my banners on my in my room and everything. So <laughs> we got that supporter shield unlocked.
1: And that's the way it really should be, you know. We talked about that before. You know, this is a much better example of sustained excellence in a team rather than some crapshoot uh, six-team tournament going into the end of the year. But you know, that's not the measure we're going to actually judge this by, unfortunately. But hey, look. If they want to sell merch for it and, and go all out for it and be like, hey, look, we we won the the actual title and try to spin it like that, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it, especially because I know that will infuriate everyone on on MLS Twitter and like Reddit MLS and everything like that.
0: Do you think they'll hang a banner for it in Mercedes-Benz Stadium?
1: Absolutely, hang a banner. You know <laughs> the thing about banners in Atlanta is going back to like looking at the Hawks, who for I'm, it's probably still there. Who have a banner in Phillips Arena for widespread panic, having multiple concerts there? (laughs) Yeah, Um, and lead certified. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So there will be a banner, dang it, (laughs) no matter what here. I mean, shoot, if we get anything. Uh, If we win the conference, I bet they banner it up. Um, Just because we're that kind of town at this point. I
0: will say, I'm I'm not afraid to say that I think we're going to win it. I think that, okay. um, and I've been, I've been saying this for the last couple of games. I mean, if you look at Atlanta's schedule, I mean, it, well, there's two games left, and it's Chicago and Toronto. Both those games, Atlanta should win. I know you have to go on the road to Toronto. And, you know, now that I think about it, it might be really cold. Because you you've got to be thinking about the weather at all times. And it might be like super cold there <laughs> when we go there in a couple of weeks.
1: There's a huge would, Arctic front
0: coming in from Canada. we um, just the
1: last in the Midwest right now. That's the most on brand thing that's ever happened on this podcast. Good word. But I yeah, but I whatever. but I
0: think, you know, Atlanta's proven they can win in the snow. And um yeah. I don't think that there's any reason like Toronto's just they have, they'll have nothing to play for. G Vinko is like halfway has got one foot out the door at this point, I think. Um Josie Altador, no one knows if he's coming back or not. He doesn't even know if he's coming back. So Michael Bradley as it, you know, on top of not having a great season, he's also had these international games and during this break, so he's been playing a lot. Um, the The only thing they have is Luke Jansen, I guess, Lucas Jansen.
1: Oh, Lucas Jansen, greatest player in MLS right now. maybe the only player in MLS. maybe the only except for Brian White, except for Brian White, who continues to be incredible. But yeah no, it, he's kind of scary, but they did they did uh lose uh shoot Vasquez. I can't remember his name right now. I'm thinking Victor about too much. Victor Vasquez, thank you. I wanted to call him Lucas Vasquez. That's not <laughs> correct. They did lose Victor Vasquez for the season today, so that could be helpful down the line. But there, there is a game in between that. Uh, we do have to deal with Chicago, which... Trap game? Trap game? Maybe? Nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> this is going to go terribly now.
0: I mean, um, I, don't see, I don't see it. I will. I am really interested in this game, though. Um, I think it'll be fascinating to see how Tata Martino deploys the team without Miguel Almiron. I think yeah. I'm not as interested in the results. I feel like the result is going to happen. Um, but I am, I am quite intrigued to see how the team sets up uh, without Almiron. And I think, you know, do you go 4-2-3-1, I think is the question, this late in the season. I think it's kind of a risk to do that. Um, yep. I think I'd rather, per- I'd prefer the solution to remain 352 centric, you know, like based around the 352. And also, we don't know what's going on with Tito Vajalba. We haven't reported on this for Dirty South Soccer because we don't oh, really okay. have clear information on it, but he apparently cool. has sustained uh, a quadriceps injury. Is that right?
1: Um, yeah, injury. So- uh, Roberto Rojas, I don't know where the outlet Roberto is from, but he's been communicating with us some. Um, uh, says Tito has been doing some work. Outside of the team in Paraguay, I think this is probably his first time with Paraguay, isn't it? Yeah, um, it is. So awesome, good start there. Uh, so yeah, that could be real interesting. Um, but but to your point, I think you do stay three five two, and I'd imagine you move Ezekiel, uh centrally, uh, which I do want to ask Rob about as maybe the pre- premier Ezekiel, uh hate train driver at this point. <laughs> that guy, that may be too much, but. Rob has opinions on, on Zeke, and I want to know what Rob thinks about us moving him centrally.
2: He is one of the only media members to have a con- controversial opinion on Ezekiel Barco. <laughs> um, you know, I hope he does well. That's all I have to say.
0: Well, I think you know, I, I, he he has performed his best. I think in the three five two. You know, when when you think about um, when he was scoring goals earlier this season, way, way back then, um, you know, it was in a three, five, two, when he was playing as a quote unquote striker alongside Joseph. I don't know if I would really qualify his role as a striker, but I think that in that formation, it gives him, or it just, it doesn't, you're not, you're not relying on him for defensive solidity. Uh, you kind of have that structure already behind him. So you can basically just let him float around and and try to create and and you know find open space and do what he do what he does best with with the ball in the, off, in the in the attack. So um I think there's a possibility we could see some some promising signs out of him if that's the way they go and you know if that's the way Tata decides to play in a 352. If it's in a 4231 I think things get a little more interesting difficult. Um I just don't quite see I think you would probably have to have Nagby play in the uh in the attacking band um and maybe Zeke on the left and Tito on the right or something like that. I'm not sure. I think it'll be easier to do it at 3-5-2 just to set the team up in general. But, you know, he seemed to have his best games uh, playing in that formation.
2: Yeah,
1: I'd agree. I'd agree. And maybe something we're going to have to get used to, a uh, whole bunch of rumors flying around as far as Miguel leaving the team for good and a potential replacement coming in uh, once again from Argentina. Uh, do we want to start with Pity, or do we want to start with uh, our outgoing uh, number ten here, Miguel Almirón, and talk a little bit about uh, the rumors, quotation marks, uh, swirling around him?
0: Well, they they kind of work hand in hand because yeah. TYC Sports reported on October second that Pity Atlanta United was targeting Pity Martinez to be the Miguel Almirón replacement, um, and they basically just reported that he was going. Well, that he was being sold this summer. I, I, maybe it said in England. I can't. Nah, no, I don't think it did. Um, but yeah, then then a bunch of rumors <laughs> started about Miguel Almiron yeah. going to Arsenal, which are all it's all a bunch of BS. Um, which I think really, most I, I, I fans understand.
1: Sure, and I really want to get into that because we we put out something today, and Joe Patrick had the byline. On This, uh, but I think this we was all a group
0: got, effort from Dirty uh, South Soccer uh, in terms of researching this.
1: For the research, for sure, because we began to, uh, I believe the deck for this was going down the rabbit hole, and we went down the rabbit hole of what this rumor was, and it's so funny to kind of go back and look at where this came from, and not to completely discredit the fact that Arsenal may be interested in Miguel Almaron, but the number that's being thrown around of 11 million is where things started to get... Uh, a little interesting as far as their uh, origin, I guess. Um, so, so going back, and Joe, help me out here, filling the blanks, and Rob too as well. Um, and going back from this, we kind of start seeing these rumors pop up of eleven million uh, Arsenal coming in for eleven million pounds. I think is that the L? L is pounds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the the fancy squiggly L.
1: Yeah, with another squiggle <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and we all went, no, almost immediately because we, we've heard what they want. Uh, we've at least had ideas of what Atlanta United wants from Miguel Amron. It's up above 20, 25 pound, million pounds. And I think it's going to get there. I think it's going to be above 25 million. That's my personal opinion. Uh, but going back, uh, we look at those. We kind of look at the origins for... Where that rumor even started from, and then we kind of realized that it all stems from a idea more than anything. Back in 2016, from a random Italian sports site that listed simply in Italian. Here's an idea for Arsenal: pay 11 million for Lanús's Miguel Almirón, and it went from there, which is amazing. And now two years later, we're back to the 11 million number, just with a different team for Miguel
0: yeah it's it's insane and and it's funny to me when this all kind of got rebooted um last week you know it just happens it's the day after the, tyc makes this report and then the next day you've got a tweet you know some some tweet a paraguayan account with like 16,000 followers says he's going to arsenal and then it just picks up steam it picks up steam um it goes to I honestly think one of the things that that gives this the most gasoline, the most fuel, the fire. It's when it goes to the Arsenal subreddit. And then because <laughs> that, that's like when people start engaging with it. Right. Yeah. Um, in all these other instances, it's just kind of like these tweets that are floating out there. But it's not like no one's really picking up on it. It's not until it gets to the subreddit. And then also um, there was another Arsenal fan account. That, and this was like the huge explosion. um. That ha- I think it's like AFC stuff, AFC stuff or something. Anyway, it has like you know seventy thousand Twitter followers. Um, they tweeted something about it, and you know they always like to tweet it sounding very official. You know, like I don't, I don't know how they word it. You know, they they've got like a very stoic picture of like Arsene Wenger or not? I guess not Arsene Wenger anymore, but like you know a, a stoic picture of Miguel Amorin. says you know they've agreed to terms or something. You know something very official sounding. And then everybody picks up on it and including like other verified accounts. will start like retweeting this and, and then it just snowballs. Everyone assumes it's the truth or the, at least that there's some semblance of truth to it, which there never was. So, yeah. um, yeah. And, and I think then once that, uh, the idea was kind of out there, people just started trying to like scouring the internet, trying to see what else they can find about it. And yeah, they found the, uh, the 11 million pound, um, article, <laughs> from which was uh, kind of like a, a its own bs rumor from 2 yeah. years ago um to add some information to it so it's funny so one of the sites it's called like com or something um yes they reported that you know they they were they were i i I'm putting my air quotations around reported um you know that that Arsenal was interested in Miguel, and then Der- Darren Eels goes on ninety two nine the game and has his interview saying that he, uh, you know, wouldn't that that amount of, that price wouldn't get him out of bed, and laughing about the fact that they called him Darren Eagles. And then the <laughs> next day, that same website is saying that, oh, now Borussia Dortmund is in for him, <laughs> <laughs> and people and people will still for the Dortmund. I- I've found other websites that will cite back to that website. Uh, For the Dortmund link And it's just like oh my god But there's no incentive for anybody To try to disprove this stuff Like there's no incentive All these websites want clicks So you know Why disprove it Like there's no reason to even take the time or effort
1: No it's journalistic cannibalism Is what it is The story just kind of keeps swallowing itself And swallowing itself until it gets all the way up the chain To the biggest Of of the cannibals And that's how you end up with (laughs) you know, the times in London saying these kind of things. It
0: uh, was sky that. sports, sky sports made like a, a, a video about it on oh, Twitter right. uh, with like his highlights and stuff that the times uh, Henry Winter came and did like, had an exclusive piece on Atlanta United for the times. And uh, he got a quote from Tata, which I guess probably also fuels this saying that um, England fans would be happy to see Miguel Almirón once he's playing in their country next year or something like that. Basically insinuating that he's going to be playing in England.
1: I wonder if that was the epicenter. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> why uh, does have...
0: Why does Tata say this stuff to these people? Like, does he not think people are going to read this?
1: <laughs> I don't know if maybe it's like he sees these new faces come in and it feels different, and or he goes on a radio show and just kind of forgets where he is because we never get this kind of stuff, man. He he gets to a different comfort level uh, when he gets out of the press scrum for whatever reason. Uh, we start learning all sorts of new things, uh, and then LGP takes after him and goes down and talks on argentine radio and uh all of a sudden talks about how we're in for pity martinez so you know the the uh the south american journalists are, are kicking our ass as much as i don't know how this is happening
0: well they're certainly kicking doug robertson's ass
1: <laughs> that is one of the highlights of this is all the uh the spellings we've gotten out of this yeah, and multiple parody accounts popping up. I'm not sure we'll get the Doug Robertson account, but we have gotten a Darren Eagles account, which I mean.
0: No, wow. we did get it. We got a Doug Robertson account today. Oh, did we? Yeah. He tweeted at me. Oh, It's beautiful. Thing, He's on the story. He's on the case. He's going to get to the <laughs> bottom of this.
1: <laughs> oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Keep it up, y'all. Keep it up. Um,
0: but yeah, so I, I'm. I, I gotta say, I'm not disappointed that LGP is out there, like basically right, recruiting, recruiting, recruiting pity. Yeah,
1: LGP is tweeting at recruits, y'all. And Do you I'm,
0: think this is directed? Do
1: you think this is directed from the top? Um, I think uh, it is. <laughs> I want to. I want to buy into that conspiracy for sure. Like, I. I don't know if there was like a board meeting about it or something, or if they just kind of like went sleeper cell on on lgp and just kind of activated them all of a sudden uh but you know maybe maybe there's a little nudge like oh hey i see you're going on the radio would be fun to talk about you know such and such just a just a nudge pity that way just a little bit
0: so rob what do you think about pity what do you what do you think about replace the you know replacing miguel with him are they different are they the same is it like for like what do you think
2: it's definitely not like for like. I think Pity's your prototypical attacking midfielder. I think it's a I think it's a pie in the sky replacement if you can get him. I think it's the perfect replacement. Uh it's just a matter of pulling it off. I think it's like your I think it's their dream signing and if they can pull it off it I mean it's perfect but I'm still holding reservations just because it seems a little bit too good to be true. Um when I look at when I look at videos of him, that's all I do. That's all I use is videos. I don't use these fancy statistics statistics like you guys do. <laughs> but he just he has all the skills you're looking for. He has a nose for goal, even even more so than Miguel Almaron does, in my opinion. He has a he's a more polished player in front of goal. He's not gonna offer the that that ability to win the ball back like Miguel does, like he does so well and he's so valuable for. It. But I think he adds a little bit more in the attacking end and he'll be a great replacement if they can pull off the deal.
1: It is a good point about defensively. We are losing the the ball recoveries. I think, and the, you know, some of the our fancy stats will probably show us that that Pity is not as quality on, on that level for sure. I'm not sure anyone is. Miguel's probably been the best midfielder, uh, attack midfielder, at least at picking up those loose balls and making an impact defensively. Um, and we we very well can see uh, a really big drop off uh, next year, uh, especially depending on who retires, cough, Jeff let's cough. Um, and that could be really interesting to kind of watch going forward if we end up turning into, like, 2013-14 Liverpool, where it's just constantly going forward and having nothing on the defensive end. Uh, but it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I agree with the video comment. Pity looks Pity looks like what, and I think you've made this point too, that pity looks like what a $15 million player would look like and when you look at like Ezekiel's highlights you're kind just of going, like hot oh. okay like, like what
0: just hot is that what is that like a, a 15 million dollar player
1: does pity
2: up our handsome quotient have we checked oh, I think he does I think he okay. does hold on I'm googling I know that he, 100% that. ups our handsome quotient let me get my opinion out there please <laughs>
0: Hold on. Hold While on. you look him up, I think he's I think he's actually going to make Atlanta United better. I, I think that um oh, and the, it. It, like, it's nothing against Miguel Almiron. I just think that this team now is set up when you when you add a guy like Eric Rometty, you you kind of um I think that he will cover some of those defensive, you know, some of the areas, the ball recovery skills that Miguel Almiron has. And I think that, you know, it's kind of funny to say, but I feel like we do lack a little bit of service for Joseph like from a from a classical classic number 10 right in behind him um, he just doesn't like Miguel is just a different kind of player um, more of a more of a more of a box to box you know number eight I hate using the the number terminology but <laughs> I think it'll be I think it'll serve Joseph really well to have a guy like pity behind him um, I think he'll be able to find more open spaces and it'll just make the team much much more difficult to defend and you have obviously another you know, quality scoring source in, in pity. So, um, I'm very excited. I think it's going to work out well. It's it's hard to say like which player is better than the other because I think they're they're very different players in terms of you know what their what their qualities are.
1: I will say I found a picture, and not only has our handsome quotient gone up, the uh, the height, the average height of people's hair on this team has also gone. <laughs> way, way up. He might be more vertical than Tito. It is it is straight up like early Zach Braff and Scrubs kind of straight up in the air. Um, it's it's incredible. It's incredible.
2: I think between uh, Pity, Tito, and a clean-shaven uh, LGP, we have a three-thirds or three-fifths of a boy band in the making, I think. Beautiful.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, God, we need to get better looking as journalists and so we can not look as awkward and in the, in the locker room and everything like that. I always feel really inadequate when I go
0: in there. Oh, yes. It's terrible. It's awful. Just awful. Uh, but The worst is when you find like a picture on Twitter or something afterwards of, of the scrum and you see yourself <laughs> in it, and yours looks so stupid.
1: hmm hmm uh, Hopefully, Pitty doesn't look stupid for us, though. And The stats seem to indicate that he's going to be real dang good. Seattle Football likes to send us uh, some charts from time to time, and when you look at players... In that under twenty five range, like Pity is, um, and you look at his you know goals plus assist and uh, minutes played, he's kind of towards the the top right of most of the charts in in Argentina. Uh, which I mean, for a player of that quality uh, coming from River Plate to to us is is stunning. And the fact when you know we've really got people like someone who's really really solid, you can look and how angry that team's fans are at us. And if like they're cursing us to hell and back, then we've got something and everything I've seen has been, uh, go to hell Atlanta for trying to steal this guy.
0: Yeah. They're particularly pissed at, uh, at LGP too, (laughs) especially for doing this radio interview, kind of recruiting him because he's a former player of river plates and they're now criticizing him for, you know, committing too many fouls and stuff when he played there, helping them get relegated. So, um yeah i i I can't imagine why you would ever want to leave that place
1: yeah no such a calm and caring environment um good lord um but yeah no exciting stuff exciting stuff uh that's one signing atlanta united uh may make another signing may be on the way though joe and rob should i i think i want to announce this now just so that i can't back out of it um there's a few things to kind of figure out with it. There's a few things. Uh, one, I don't want to make anybody too angry. Two, there has to be some kind of backing for it. But I do want to go ahead and announce my candidacy for Atlanta United Two. And here's how I'm going to do that. Uh, <laughs> November, November 7th, I have hold on. November 17th or 18th, something like that. There is the AT and T Dream Tryout being held at the training center, the at the CHOA training ground in Marietta, uh, where for the simple fee of $150, uh, able-bodied citizens, male citizens above 17 years old, can attempt the tryout for Atlanta United. Um, it's like a four-hour tryout where you're literally playing games the entire four hours. Um, so I think they just want to see how... Worn out, they can get you. Who's in shape. Just
0: take someone with lungs. Exactly, exactly.
1: Um, and they did actually take someone from the University of Kentucky last year. Lord knows I don't know their name <laughs> at this point. They have taken people from, uh, from this tryout before. Um, but just want to give some background on, on my playing experience. Um, I have none. I have none. Uh, no organized experience whatsoever um
0: soccer in the streets mvp though
1: soccer in the streets mvp i did score uh, a goal or two against (laughs) some random people on a short side pitch uh by
0: the way it was kevin barajas it was the the player who was selected from the tryouts last year
1: oh excellent excellent um i'm not entirely sure we can work this out i definitely don't want to take a spot from someone who's like really wants to do this and wants this to be their dream Uh, But I do want to see if we can find a way to maybe raise some money for the Fugees um, and in turn give you guys some excellent content of me being absolutely terrible at soccer and and getting wrecked on a a pretty regular uh, basis at this tryout. Um, So that's in the works. Keep an eye out for it. Um, Guys, your your assessment of my chances.
0: Well, what are you trying to go? You're going for uh, as a striker. You yeah, know, scored the goals. Yeah, well, yeah so,
1: I'm going to go on the wing. I think it's going to leave me a little bit of time, you know, okay. on the ball, which I, I, I need because I, I make decisions pretty slowly out there. I don't I don't quite have <laughs> a quick-thinking head. I'm too thoughtful, right? I'm too smart mm-hmm. for my own good. I'm trying to make too many decisions at one time. Um, however, I got some wheels on me. and got some wheels. I did play j- junior varsity baseball in high school, um, so – was an outfielder as well. They put me in center field. I can, I can run a little bit. I can run a little bit. Uh, for for long periods of time, not so much. I may make one sprint and quit the rest of the game, but that one sprint, you're going to be like, wow, I got turned it on. I got turned it on. So so let's put me on the wing and say that.
0: Well, I don't know how you'll do it, but I can't wait to watch. It's going to be, uh, well, it's going to be bad and you're going to do horribly. <laughs> but uh, other than that, you know, it's going to be fun for the rest of us.
1: Awesome. Great. Yeah. Um, Cool. Well, we'll try love, to get, thank you. Thank you. Like I said, we'll try to get some stuff out about that once we kind of get things sorted out and not to find some time to do this, and et cetera. But, uh, but keep an eye out and send us any ideas for how we can maybe raise a little money as well through it. Uh, so get at us on on Twitter. Um, besides that, other, other things on the to-do list include, uh, Rob, come to a game, man. Have we gotten you to a game yet?
2: I have not been to a game yet uh, it's on my to do list um it's this little thing called money so far just trying to save up enough. I want to move out there permanently and you know take the the blog to the next level quote unquote but one of these days hopefully
0: rob I've that'd been... be sweet i did I, I i did once drunk text uh drunkenly texted rob when i was this was uh back when I was pre press box okay. um It was actually at Bobby Dodd. I was like, yeah, just drunk texted Rob saying he has to come to a game. And it's awesome. But uh, because, yeah, that was uh, when when you're in the supporter section like that, you know, you just get uh, overwhelmed with the feels. Or at least I did. It was like the second game of the season uh, last year. So it was all feeling really fresh and exciting, you know, puppy love.
1: He's back when you can see the field. Uh, But yeah, we're going to get Rob out to a (laughs) game. That's gonna that's gonna come back to bite me, isn't it? Crap. Um,
0: <laughs> do you want to talk about our best and worst moments of the year, or our maybe favorite and least favorite, or something like that?
1: Yeah, we can do We're that. We're kind of
0: getting yeah, down to like you know award season.
1: Yeah, this is oh, already speaking of award out. season.
0: I just saw MLS. MLS just named you know all their finalists for all the different awards, and you know. MVP, Newcomer of the Year, all that stuff. Literally every single goalkeeper is up for Goalkeeper of the Year. Even Joe Bendik, who has okay. given up like a like a league record goal. <laughs> Allowed a league record amount of goals.
1: Yeah, yeah. Congrats to Joe Bendik and uh, James O'Connor, who has won one whole game since being put in charge. And uh, he has now coached more games than uh, Jason Christ did um, this year. Oh, wow. And only won the one. one. Uh, Orlando City on the verge of giving up the most goals all time in MLS history. They have tied it with two games to go. That will no, no doubt, be broken to to little tiny bits this weekend. Uh, all thanks to potential goalkeeper of the year Joe Bendik. Um, so way to go MLS! Is it really twenty goal or twenty three or four goalkeepers? It's
0: well it's twenty one. Uh it's yeah. twenty one and I saw Joe Bendig on there, so I just assumed that was
1: everybody. Yeah, they're they're really scraping the barrel there. Uh, there may be one or two teams out. Yeah. Do you want to just go through it? It's like let's it. Let's 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 pick our, our end of the year winners here and we'll we'll round table it. Okay. Um, so do you have the list in front of you?
0: I'm pulling it up right now. Do it. I'm just going to MLS soccer. There it God is.
1: It. I went to MLS.com. I'm back to the real estate site.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done that so many times. I had to bookmark it so that I didn't make that mistake. I can just press a button. Get it together, MLS. Also, so who's your? To- uh, we can just get started. Who's your? Who's who's your MVP?
1: Uh, Joseph Martinez. Joseph Adam Martinez. What? His, his middle name something really like Adam. It. It's not Adam. It's something real basic, though, and you're like, oh, okay. really? yeah, hold on. Alexander. Let's see this. Joseph Alex Martinez. There you
0: go. Yeah, I'm going to go with him, too. It's just hard to hard to. well, you can make a, a case for some other players, but I would go with
1: Joseph. Yeah.
2: Um, I'll probably go with Yamil Asad. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> We should have known. Unfortunately, he's not on the list.
1: Actually,
0: I'm looking right now. He's not on the list. They honestly,
2: Joseph's probably going to win it. Let's be honest, but I think the only argument you can make for anyone is probably Zlatan. You can't really put Wayne Rooney in just because he's been half a season, but Zlatan for me, I mean, without him, the galaxy would be nothing. So if you're talking about most quote unquote valuable, I think Zlatan has a case.
1: Yeah. And just a reminder that, that one Joe Patrick, uh, told me at the beginning year that Zlatan was going to score like less than 10 goals, I think, because it was hot or something like that. He now is 21. I didn't
0: take into account the lack of humidity in L.A. <laughs> I was thinking about, you it's know. It's that dry
1: heat. Yeah, it's not yeah. the humidity. I got yeah. you. No, 21 goals in 25 games for Zlatan. Uh, seven of those have been game-winning goals, quotation marks, which is a fun stat they keep. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's played 25 games and been really Really good, nine assists as well. Um, the, so they're there, but Joseph broke the all-time scoring record. Like, come on.
0: The list of the list of nominees is quite uh is quite interesting. I guess it it looks like every team gets has two nominees. They they want to make everything fair. No no one is um you know everyone gets their trophy their their moment in the sun. So like San Jose has Danny Hosen and Baco as a nominee for MVP. Um. There's somebody from Montreal named Samuel Piet for MVP. <laughs> that's not so, <laughs> classic Classic uh, uh, random Frenchman from Montreal. So yeah, um, I'm I'm with Rob. I think Z- Zlatan's a nod. I cannot believe Wayne Rooney's on this list though. That's just that's just not right. He's only played half a season. All right, let's move on. Defender of the year. Um, I'd honestly go with LGP. And really. Well, I I'm sorry. Where was it that I saw um somebody said that Michael Parkhurst wasn't was a defender of the year candidate?
1: Wasn't that Warshaw? Uh
0: yes, yes. It was Bobby Warshaw's column about who who should and like who should and who he thinks should win these awards. Yeah, and he had Parkhurst on there and no one even men- he didn't even mention LGP. That was ridiculous. I guess do we need to go through the de- do you want to go through defender, goalkeeper, all these
2: people? Uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you post the. Uh, we should post the uh, the old graphic of Yamil Assad at every position. George Bello. Year.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, that's a good that's shot. Actually, my vote. Please, let's go back to Calgary real quick. Please, please start Bello. Please, please Tata. Please. All right. I need to
0: check to see how many games he's played in this uh, this European this tournament he's playing in in England. I haven't been paying attention to it.
2: I already played the first game that they lost, and then didn't start the second game that they won. So take okay. that for what it's worth.
0: Yeah, that's what kind of what I was figuring. And then I think there's a third game. Oh wait, since they lost one, did they have? To, are they playing a third game? Yeah,
2: they're playing a third game.
0: Okay, so I'm guessing he's going to start that one, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, start yeah, going. it'll be
0: interesting to see if he plays. I would like him to play, but I can understand why he wouldn't if he played two games over the international break.
2: And going back, to, going back to Sam's argument about Miguel Amoran, I would honestly make an argument for him for Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, he's just incredibly valuable at recovering the ball. I, I, if I would bet, if someone could go through the year and look at recoveries, I bet he'd be probably among the top of the league, probably at the top. That's yeah, a good shout.
0: I mean, a lot of like you know the the keys to so many teams defensively are not the actual defenders; it's the, the midfielders in front of them. I think Tyler Adams is kind of similar in terms of the way he can just create chaos in midfield um, makes it very hard for teams.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Who's
0: going to win humanitarian of the year? I think it should be uh, uh, Atlanta's own Brad Gazan.
1: Brad Gazan, the I bet Greg Garza gets a shout as well. Greg Garza does great work with our, uh, our, our I believe it's the unified team. Um, He's yeah. not on the list.
0: I think I think Guzan is the other coach. So for some, okay. for whatever reason, they gave uh, Guzan the nomination. And this is one of the, there's just one player from every team. So yeah,
1: no, he's got a show.
2: Why not? I would like to make a joke about humanitarian of the year, but I like I like our relationship with the team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can only Smart. guess where that's going. <laughs> Good lord! All right, any other any other fun things?
0: I'm is just looking of- at coach of the year. And uh aha,
1: no one from Orlando nominated. Uh, <laughs> nice. Wow. Uh coach of the year. Uh oh my god, is it Ben Olson? Y'all, is it Ben Olson? Mm, might be. Holy It'd shit. be really hard
0: not to give it to Tata or Armus, whoever whichever team comes out as supporter shoe winners, considering whichever team wins a supporter shoe will probably set the MLS points record.
1: Zarma's been there for long enough. He's only been there. Uh, that's true. He's only half the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could you could think about SC Dallas's coach. I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. Uh, but they may win the conference. Uh, honestly, Bob Bradley might win it, now that I really think about it.
0: That's a good shout too, yeah. But a lot of good candidates for that for that uh for that award this season, to be honest.
1: By the way, LAFC is uh a point off from winning the West in their first year, which is pretty incredible. It looks like they're gonna get past, they might have already gotten past our points record from last year uh, as an expansion team, which is frightening, honestly. Uh, they've been scary all year. I, I imagine we'll see them come MLS Cup time, too. For uh, as many
0: good coaches as are nominated for this, it's hard to see anyone um, usurping Adrian Heath's throne on the top as Coach of the Year.
1: <laughs> God, what Orlando was be nominated,
0: nominated because of yeah. the great job he's done this year.
1: Hey, they, they did finish ninth, so how can you, how can you go against that <laughs> question? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah, LAFC. Anyway, 20. everyone can go
0: check nights. that out. There's, you can basically see uh, who's up for all the awards. This is fun.
1: This is a good time. Is there like a category you would create for an MLS end of season award? Uh, just off the top of your head, well, there
2: it's should be top. like a
0: Puskas Award, like a like a best goal. You know, like they should have like a make it like interactive with video. You know, um, and do big
2: goal of the year.
1: Oh, is that what that is?
2: <laughs> oh, the
1: already yeah. established award goal. Oh, got it. Cool,
0: man. MLS, very smart. You got to give them credit for thinking of all these awards.
1: About uh, a Emilisad of the year. You know the side of the year? I was going to say <laughs> guy named Brian White who got the start in the game of the year. Um, That could be one. Because again, Brian White started in a game against Atlanta. And we lost. Brian White.
0: Do you have a personal
1: favorite moment of the year so far? Uh, San Jose.
0: Oh yeah, Jose. that was a good one. I think mine honestly was um seeing your face when uh Edgar Davids blocked you from the ice cream machine. <laughs> that was my favorite moment of the season.
1: I uh I, I went back and found a tweet from that the other day. I was I was like, why do I have this picture? Oh, oh, it's it's Edgar Davids. I still hate him and I'm still not quite <laughs> sure who he is. So.
2: Our um our super professional the Rundell Sheets here here says best and worst moments of the year. I think the best moment without a doubt was when I read Sam's tweet about Emil Asad signing with Atlanta United. And then the worst moment was when I found out it was a year old. <laughs> <laughs> that was um,
1: that that one got me in a little trouble, y'all. I, it was still really funny, uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, some people were not happy with me. But also, it was hilarious uh, because uh, I love to crush people's hopes and dreams. I find humor in that uh, because I'm terrible. I'm an awful person. Uh, but sorry, sorry to get anyone's hopes up with that. Oh God. Um, My worst moment, (laughs) the Edgar Davids moment is up there. Uh, My worst moment of the year was the the first Red Bulls game in Mercedes-Benz where I doubled up that day. I went to a Braves game um, and left early from that game to make it to the Red Bulls game. Uh, I left early because it was like nine to four Miami. And of course the Braves came back and won the game with six runs in the ninth inning. Um, so I had to listen to that on the highway as I drove towards Mercedes-Benz Stadium at a game I just left to go watch Atlanta United get barred and lose three to one. Um, and I literally just needed a hug. I needed a hug and a nap and and everything after that day. That was, that was miserable. Man, can we
2: all heard- can we all agree not to lose to the Red Bulls in the playoffs because that would be the most demoralizing um, ending to the season one can imagine. Is it though? Like, I feel like they have our number. If you're on Twitter and you have to deal with their fans without a doubt, it's the 100%. <laughs> 100%.
1: <laughs> they have the most aggressive fan base by far.
2: They
0: were the ones who came with the most uh, racial stuff. I felt yeah. like I felt that I'd seen. For sure. Um, yeah, man, Sam, you just reminded me my, my worst moments. I, I will say moments. Cause there were many uh, earlier this season where just all the VARs, all the, all the <laughs> goals, coming on and off i think honestly my my personal worst moment as just like you know a journalist if you if you could say that <laughs> was the montreal game when i when i thought for a solid 30 <laughs> minutes during the game and two hours afterwards that they had played with 10 men
1: we, we had all tricked ourselves that day man even uh eric cantana from miles of the south had, had thought that i thought that we all no one questioned each other you know it's the same kind of thing with the the 11 million dollar ribbon for Almaron uh, no one no one questioned it we all just assumed we were yep. right yep um and that was pretty embarrassing and i remember i remember tweeting from dss and i remember rob tweeted at me are you high and i never i missed it until the end of the game um <laughs> i was not I tata think we
0: asked tata like how he thought his team performed uh or i think i did at, like uh, his opinion on how the team performed <laughs> up a <the> man <laughs>
1: Amazing. How have we not been banned from that stadium yet? Oh, God. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Um,
2: they clearly don't follow me on Twitter or we already had what happened.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, man, it, it's been a weird one.
0: But yeah, uh, uh, please, everybody, send us in your uh, worst, worst, your best moment and yeah, worst moment of the year. Yeah, I we, would, we would enjoy hearing that, especially. I, I especially in am interested content. to hear what is your least favorite moment.
1: Yeah, for sure. Send us that.
0: It's uh, kind of like feeds my mascus tendencies.
2: <laughs> All jokes aside, the worst moment has to be the the Red Bulls game away It was for me. I mean, that was just, yeah, oh, that sucked. I'd rather do horrible things to my body than have to experience that again. I, I, know, I, I will say a though, sad that, that's that It's real hard. <laughs>
0: the The good thing about that, or not the good thing about that game, but I guess the good thing about this season is that there's been fewer of those kinds of games. Like I remember last year, we laid eggs like that several times. Um, there was a game away to Chicago that we just were trash, just complete garbage. Um, I don't know. there was there were several times last year we did that. I, th- I feel like that's the the only time, well, aside from the first game against Houston, um, where we just haven't really been competitive at all. So at least I have that to be thankful for. But that was definitely the ugliest moment of the season. But it was especially bad because there was so much riding on that game. You know, like if we had just if we had won, if we could have pulled out a win. Basically, supporter Shield would have been the bag.
1: God, please win, Atlanta United. Please make this all worth it in some way. <laughs> year two has been year two has been a lot, y'all been a lot for all of us i think uh be nice to end it on a positive note uh speaking of things on a positive note hey let's do some shout outs yeah yeah Yeah? okay cool uh let's see first off shout out to and and i'm remembering this name off the top of my head and i think i've got it right but robert adams who uh recognized me at a brewery on saturday while i was watching the Georgia game and said he loved the show and uh congrats to robert on getting married and whatnot soon uh we always love fans of our show coming and say, hey, really appreciated that. Man, you guys are already best friends. Uh, pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, shout out, to, uh, shout out to Robert. And shout out to uh, a whole bunch of other folks like, like Jeff Tweedy and, and Lucy Dacus and Saba and uh, Sampha and other musicians I like that make me seem cool and, and trendy. That's all my shout outs.
0: Um, I'll shout
1: out. Uh, oh, shout out to seconds. LeVar Burton. listening.
0: Julian Sackovitz, Dan Gargan, Kevin Egan, Taylor Twelman, Daryl Grove, anyone who ever wants to come on our show, mm-hmm. I'm shouting all you out right now.
2: Shout out, Gaynor McCann. <laughs> Rest in peace, man.
1: God, what, yeah. a, what a blight on our community that that, that Twitter account is not active anymore. Uh, also, though, y'all, like, if you see someone with a Chris McCann jersey recognize that it can only be Chris McCann's family because no one else in the world has a Chris McCann Jersey. Um, so don't say mean things about Chris McCann around, around the family. Thanks. Cool. Appreciate it. Love y'all. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Rob for coming on the show and hanging out. This yeah, Rob. Rob. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thanks uh, for having uh,
2: me. Condolences to our, to the listeners to have to deal with me.
1: Of course. Of course. <laughs> hey, they just, if they got through this far, then the more power to them, uh, You guys were asking for more content. We gave you just a weird, rambling, hour-long thing. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, We will be live from Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Sunday, whenever that game goes down. We'll check the time on that (laughs) at some point. (laughs) Who are we playing again? Uh, Chicago. It'll be in the preview. It'll be in the preview. Yeah. Pre-crap. Yes. Uh, Parker Cleveland. Oh, and shout-out
0: to Parker Cleveland, by the way.
1: Yeah, and uh, shout-out to Fern. Fern Cleveland. Uh, yes. The newest member, the DSS family. Um, but, yeah, the, that'll do it. Like I said, we'll be live from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We'll be tweeting. We'll be doing all that. Check out Dirty South Soccer during the week for all your information. Uh, check out at Dirty South Soccer on the Twitters. Shout out to or check out uh, Jay Patrick 200 on Twitter. Uh, check out at Rob Ustree on Twitter, USRY on that one. Uh, and at Jay underscore Sam Jones on Twitter. And uh, just come say hey. Come say hey, guys. We love to talk. We love to be friends. Uh, That'll do it. We'll see y'all soon. Bye, y'all.
0: Bye.